Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Are we, though? Not this week so much. Oh, we're moviesmen. I mean... Tim, you just watched Naked Gun 33 and a third, and and you're going to tell us all about it. I mean, ask me if I watched... (laughs) Naked Gun 33 and a third. Did you watch Naked Gun 33 and a third in the last week? <laughs> when you were supposed to? Who's supposed to watch what You when? were supposed to watch I it. I watched then. Naked Gun 33 and a third. When it came out. In the theater. <laughs> so Tim forgot to watch the movie this week. I had a I had a very busy week. Yeah. I apologize. I I Sincerely apologize. You'll to be you. refunding everybody's payment this month. I have your I mean, own I'll pocket. I'll watch it this week. I'll go home and watch it tonight. Well, people don't want you to watch it next this week. They want you to have watched it last week. But I do think it's funny that I think this is the only time this has happened while we've been doing books to podcasts. Like we both read a lot of books we don't like. We both watched a lot of movies we didn't like. And this, the one time, yeah, you just had to watch so a naked excited. gun movie. Yeah, and, and and it's short too. I think it's less than ninety minutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> those movies should be. They would not be remembered fondly if they that's, were even like yeah, ninety-two minutes true. long. Be like, yeah, that movie was it really got on my nerves after. Yeah. That. Well, but luckily we have uh, other other things pertinent to the book to talk about. Newsworthy yeah. things. And there's another newsworthy thing that I wanted to address, Tom. Okay. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this, News the Podcast? We're newsmen? News the Podcast. I mean, the the whole Jeopardy situation. Have you followed <laughs> Jeopardy at all, Tom? Yeah. So my understanding of it, and tell me if I'm wrong, is Alex Trebek died. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I know that happened. I don't need you to correct me. But over the last, uh, oh, about eight months, they've been having a rotating guest host slot that has been a low-key tryout. Not everybody who's guest hosted has necessarily wanted the job right, or been trying out for the job, although I think pretty much everybody who's guest hosted has had, like, a price, you know? Um, yeah. Like, I don't think Anderson Cooper would have done it, you know, if they made him just like a generic offer, but if they were like, we're going to give you a lot of money and we'll work around your schedule and blah, I don't blah, blah. understand and like, what I know- his deal is, though. Anderson Cooper is a freaking Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's a Vanderbilt boy. He has more money mm-hmm. than he can ever know what to do with. Yeah. How is he still motivated by like... Oh, CNN is paying you $18 million a year. We're going to pay you $30 million a year. How does that, like, when you're set for life and you live in a magical converted uh, firehouse in Manhattan, Mm -hmm. um, like, why does that matter to you? Why does your salary matter? Because do you know, like, how many people Anderson Cooper probably, like, knows and hangs out with that are, like, even richer than he is? But who cares? These I people hang out care. With so many people who are richer, but than these me. people care. They, they're, it's just never enough. I mean, I also think Anderson Cooper desperately wants to be liked. Yeah, he, and and he is likable. He's a likable guy. But I think he's less likable the high, higher his salary gets, though. 
Nah, but people don't necessarily pay attention to that stuff. But I could see him wanting the Jeopardy job just because it's like he saw how much people love Alex Trebek. And he was like, well, people aren't going to love me that much when I'm uh, old and I die. So maybe if I do Jeopardy, uh, they'll they'll like me but that much. But wouldn't he be motivated to be like, look, what I really want now is, is I crave acceptance and love. Mm-hmm. Why not just like do the do the jeopardy thing for a million dollars a year or whatever like mm-hmm. uh less money i'll quit my yeah. cnn job because this will make me beloved he still needs to uh, to have I his egos but i think them. also he doesn't want the like long slow burn love that alex Trebek built up over the years yeah he like wants- uh, he wants it faster and i also think i think there were a lot of people uh vying for this job that it was pretty obvious that it's like this person would love to do this job for like maybe five years, but like they're, they're not, you know, they're not going to give up everything else that they're doing uh, just to keep, you know, doing this job. Here's the, here's, here's what I'm saying. Number one, you don't have to give up everything that you do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think like um, 20 yeah. tape days a year That's or something. True, yeah. Um, it's like Monday or it's like Mondays and Tuesdays for like 20 weeks out of the year or something, not even, uh, 10 weeks out of the year. Um, the other thing is, uh, like it's, 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 everybody wanted to be like, oh, it's so, it's surprisingly hard, but like, it's the kind of thing if you did it. 30 times you'd be really good at it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Let alone if you did it thousands of times. Yeah. Only gets easier. Like Alex Trebek, I'm sure was not like, yeah, it was, it was, you know, very hard the past ten years. I'm, I'm sure when he was sick, it was hard. Yeah, but like before then, it was like, well, no, I've been doing this for you know twenty, thirty years at this point. I've, I've got it down. I've got a good rhythm of it. Like, yeah. still a professional, of course, but like knows what to do and how to do it. Speaking of people who have more money. <laughs> Sorry, back to the, the Vanderbilt. It's not even Anderson Cooper because I don't put him in this, but like the billionaires, the, yeah. the big, and they've all been like, "Well, I'm pledging when I die, like ninety <laughs> percent of my money will go to charity." Yeah, they know what charities, right? Like they've they've. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's usually like a lot of them. It's like their own charities. Uh, but like their own charities, what they then funnel money to? Yeah, most of these like real, real rich guys. It's like they don't have a charity that's like, you know, just looking to like cl- like cure Jeff, like Jeff Bezos or yeah. or uh, or Bill Gates, right? Mm-hmm. They have like so much. Yeah, the money. Bill Gates Foundation gives to a bunch of different right charities and causes. Do you think any of these charities that would benefit a lot from this? Or like, mm-hmm. we need money now. And they promised, like, <laughs> we know we have a lot of money once this guy croaks. Yeah. Do you think any of them are thinking of putting out a hit on one of these billionaires? Like the head of, like, <laughs> I think the head Habitat of, for the, Humanity? I was going to say, I think the heads of most charities probably didn't get there by having a ruthless killer instinct. Um, no, because even then, I don't think it's like, well, you know, once Bill Gates croaks, then, you know, uh, the scientists working to cure malaria get, get, you know, a lump sum. I'm sure it's still like, eh, 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 you get this divvied out over a number of years. Why? Because 
then because if you gave it to them all at once, Tim, they might accomplish something. They might be able to eradicate a disease for good. <sighs> they might be able to say like, hey, guess what? The the you know uh, uh, foundation to cure uh, you know uh, disease X. Uh, well, now we have ten billion dollars. So now we're gonna go after like uh, you know kids coming out of college. Uh, they're gonna come along and work for us because we pay more than everybody else, and we're gonna like recruit away you know the the guy working on a better Viagra pill for Vi- for Pfizer. They're gonna come work for us. Yeah. We'll, we'll pay him more. It doesn't matter. And we don't want this to happen? Bill Gates doesn't want this to happen? No, he doesn't want it to happen. Timmy wants to control us. Okay. No, I think it's just uh, all these guys make it more complicated than it is because all of them say like, well, at least I know Elon Musk has publicly said like, you know, it's actually harder to give money away than you would think because the problem too is all these guys are like, None of these guys got rich by being like loose with their money. Right. And I think all these guys are incredibly uh, concerned with like, well, I don't want a cent of this money wasted. (laughs) If I find out like somebody got hired by this foundation and they weren't working and they got, you know, fired six months later. If I find out I paid $50,000 for that person, I'll be furious. This is the same thing, you know, like I said with Elon Musk, like, oh, it's hard to give money away. It's like Elon Musk, you'd send out a check to every, you know, American that uh, needs it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but you don't, you don't think they would spend the money the right way. They, you don't think they would spend it the way you think it should be spent. So that's why you're not going to do it. Right. Good guy, Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, I do. I don't completely disagree with him because, like, I have heard about stuff where, like, uh, you know, charitable donations have like screwed up, kind of like big donations where it's like, okay, well, that helped everybody in like the short term, but that like drove out, you know, these like businesses. Like, that's why I've heard about Tom's shoes, not my right. shoes. Your shoes that it's are like, oh, yeah, they, they, you know, every pair you buy, they give a pair away for free mm-hmm. to in a developing nation. And I've heard that it's like, that's great. But like some people in these developing nations make a living making shoes. Right. And now nobody buys shoes from them. And like, you know, on the whole, maybe it's better that everybody has shoes, even if that means a few people are going to be put out. But. Ultimately, it's like, why do I know Tom's gives away a pair of shoes for every shoe you buy? Because that's a marketing tactic. That's right. their marketing. That's what their whole brand is built on. So it's not altruistic. Right. So you're not making a uh, an argument against funding charities. You're making an argument against performative marketing. I'm making an argument against performative marketing, but I'm also saying, like, I I do think... Yeah, you have to be a little you can like have unforeseen consequences if you just like dump a bunch of money somewhere sometimes. Yeah, but those consequences are going to be far that, yeah, that, less uh, destructive than the problems that there's that you'd solve by yeah. just dumping money into solving I them. I that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Although I do think in some cases, you might be able to like short. I mean, again, the Tom's thing is a good example 
where it's like, ah, everything's fine. Everybody has shoes. But then it's like, well, a year from now, when those shoes are worn out and people want shoes again, well, now nobody makes shoes. But I'm just saying things along those lines where it's like, well, what if we just, you know, give, what if we just give everybody food here? And then it's like, well, but now the supermarkets are out of business. I'm saying you have to be a little bit careful, but these guys are being over. They're, they're acting like, Literally, Elon Musk wants to go to fucking Mars, but he's saying, but it's hard to give money away where it's like, it's not as hard as going to Mars. I bet if you put your mind to it, you could figure out a way to do this. It's not it's not nearly as hard of a problem to solve as you're making it out to be. Yeah. I think that's why uh, I think there's this like uh, I'm saying mostly I think people overthink this stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why like mutual aid has uh, those groups have really caught on because like their whole thing is just like trust people when they tell you what they need and trust them that they need it yeah. and like get it for them if you can yeah uh, and like uh all this bullshit of like well you have to solve things the right way so that's why i'm not gonna solve anything exactly yeah if you, anyway what were we talking about jeopardy <laughs> the vanderbilt <laughs> yeah jeopardy and is the this vanderbilt. another episode of tim and tom get high <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get high but yeah i mean it's not too far off yeah um, anyway, there is. I mean, a- we are trying to solve the ills of society right now. <laughs> and I think, you know, if I think we're onto something. Yeah, I think if the the CEO of Meals on Wheels mm-hmm. takes out a hit on freaking Jeff Bezos, Meals on Wheels will be set for the next fifteen years. I mean, all these look, seniors will be fed. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. Excuse me, any of these guys? They could at least start following our Patreon. Yeah, that's a start. It wouldn't even have to be at the highest level. No, $5 a month. No, but I'm saying like somebody like an Elon Musk could be like, oh, you know, I'm going to sign up for every Patreon for $1,000 a month. Like that would be like a huge boon to like the arts. That and, would be more would, than like the NEA <laughs> yeah, has done in the last Yeah, the National century, Endowment yeah. for the Arts for people that aren't in the know like me probably you you probably didn't know what it stood for tom we both knew it. <laughs> well i only heard one of us say it um no but th- something like that where like literally he would not miss that money yeah you know it'd be like i don't know 10 100 million dollars a month or whatever they wouldn't miss it not even that much probably uh, I forget what number I threw out initially, but you wouldn't miss it. And it would actually be like an actionable, like, oh, wow. Now a bunch of people that, you know, make things for a living content in or art, uh, are, are making a living for a living. Yeah. Or yeah. are, are like doing much better now mm-hmm. and able to do much more. Thanks to this guy. It would win him a ton of goodwill too. Mm-hmm. We'd stop talking shit about him if he gave no, us ten grand a month. Hmm. If he gave us ten grand a month, I yeah. would stop talking shit about yeah. him. All right. Well, <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> well, we're keeping up to our end of the offer, Elon and Jeff and Bill. So they brought in uh, Ken Jennings to guest host for like six weeks, right, right off the bat. Yeah, and Ken Jennings was like an early 
pop favorite for like he hey, won the most as a contestant he won the most games in jeopardy history yeah, th- this and is then the they best a, contestant ever he's then they had funny a tournament a greatest of all the time yeah. like last year and he won it yeah um so he's officially the greatest of all time he's like i'm never competing on jeopardy again i'm going out on top yeah and he's funny, he's likable, so it was like an early favorite yeah, of like, I, oh, it should be this guy. And he was and brought I, on as a consulting producer and started yeah. reading some of the clues, and like Alex Trebek, after Ken Jennings would read a clue, he'd be like, well, I better watch my back, yeah. because he would make a great host. And, and it's like, like a good passing of the baton yeah. type thing. Ken Jennings like read Alex Trebek's audio book. Like, yeah, yeah. Very much, like... Was clearly being groomed for that. And then Alex Trebek dies. Ken Jennings does six weeks. And you're like, all right. And then this guy, Mike Richards, not Kramer, this other guy. <laughs> right. Comes in and he's like, uh, there's a scheduling snafu. I have to <laughs> host for two weeks. Yeah. And he hosts and he's fine. And yeah. then all these other celebrities, Katie Couric, uh, Dr. Oz, Aaron Rodgers, Anderson Cooper, Bill Whitaker. And- Aaron Rodgers was a, another one where like people were like, oh, there's just like him doing it for fun. He can't do this while he plays football. And he was like, no, I'll figure it out. Like, I <laughs> yeah. can do it. No, he really wanted to do it. Yeah. Everybody wanted LeVar Burton, and then they finally let yeah, him do they, it, and they, he they, sucked at it. Oh, he, did he? He was just like, not in like I a, didn't see it. But it was, he, he, he was not great at it. And like, there's only so did, bad you can be. Ironically, do you not know how to read? <laughs> yeah, every question you had to call a producer over. What was this? Saying? <laughs> yeah, he had some flubs, and uh, apparently there were so many. Like they do reshoots on things when you mm-hmm. like flub a word, yeah, yeah. and like they're like, yeah, because you never see Jeopardy where somebody like completely misspeaks. It's like yeah. fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like they keep the game going, and then yeah. they just you know yeah come back that. after. Yeah. Um, but apparently those those shoot days were like oh long like eight hours longer than oh usual. I didn't hear that yeah. that makes a little more sense because I mean I was confused a little bit when like he said he wanted to do it why it was like oh then let this guy do it and then I was surprised that he wasn't uh, a, a top contender just because I was like oh if there's like anyone any like American television personality that is as beloved as Alex Trebek, it'd be LeVar Burton. Like, right. you know, an entire generation grew up with him uh, reading Rainbow. And then before that, Roots, which is like the biggest TV thing ever. So it's like, yeah. The, and uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah. where it's like people love this guy. And like, you know, with reading Rainbow, it's like, oh, he's also like a, hey, it's cool to be smart type right. guy. Yeah. And uh, it seemed yeah. like a no brainer. Yeah. But but it makes more sense if you're like, he was not good. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't terrible. And yeah. uh, but like he was like, he, he, uh, but that's a that's an example of somebody who probably it's like, yeah, it'll take him half a year. Yeah, he would. And get, then he, he would get good. And he really and you're, you're going to hide. This guy's going to do it for another like 20, 30 years. He'll get better. It's fine. Anyway, this was all leading up to like, oh, and we're going to announce our decision of who's going to be the permanent host. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, this guy, Mike Richards, is the executive producer of Jeopardy. Yeah. Newly. He just took over in 2019 Mm -hmm. or like the beginning of 2020. Yeah. So like nobody at Jeopardy really knows him. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they were like, before that, he was at The Price is Right. And he came in right before Bob Barker retired uh, and then he tried out to be the host oh, of the price is right uh-huh and then drew carey got it and he stayed on as a yeah, executive yeah. producer left became executive producer of jeopardy and wheel of fortune alex Trebek dies and he's like oh let me just step in real quick there's a scheduling snafu i guess i'll i'll take yeah. over and host and then he gets chosen as the thing well so this was the mad. uh the uh i'll have dick cheney pick who should be yeah. vice president i mean <laughs> He's also kind of Lenoing the situation yeah. where he's just like, I mean, I think he didn't kill uh, <laughs> Alex Trebek. But like, <laughs> Wait, who do you think Leno killed? <laughs> no, he definitely pushed uh, oh, Carson, Carson out, out. Yeah, by yeah. planting those stories. Yeah. Um, and I think he might have pushed Bob Barker out at uh, yeah. Yeah, and then just coming in out. and being like, and like there's an heir apparent here. Ken Jennings was, was yeah. anointed. And then he's just like, eh, maybe, maybe I come in, and uh, we just see what uh, happens. So Ken Jennings is the David Letterman in this exactly. uh, situation. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of intrigue in the Jeopardy world. Yeah. Well, and, and from wh- I mean, I guess you said that you're like, eh, he wasn't horrible, but like, it's from what I saw. I mean, it seems like more than anything, it's just like this guy's bland. This guy's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, white bread, just uh, plain, just. Yeah, there's just no Nothing reason him. for him to be there. And, you know, they tried to, like, the staff at Jeopardy does not like him, apparently, and, like, yeah. tried to leak those lawsuits from the press, oh, right, yeah, where, yeah. like, he discriminated against, like, pregnant women and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that just made them be like, oh, we have two Jeopardy hosts now. We're also hiring Mayim Bialik to yeah. do... Um, like a primetime yeah, Jeopardy. They'll do maybe one of those a year. Yeah, so that yeah. was just a way to be like... Oh no, he doesn't hate women. And like, look, we we hired a woman to also host. Yeah. Um. Well, and also it's like, you know, yeah, that that doesn't make sense because like the cool thing about when like Jeopardy would be in prime time was that it it was essentially the same show just maybe like gussied up with like better graphics. Yeah. But it was still like, oh, it's the same set and it's still extra back like. Yeah, you don't want like a different host doing the yeah, primetime version. Yeah, you want a host that, that 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 can do both. Yeah, well, the, I always got the impression that the 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 reason why like that show and like Wheel of Fortune would do primetime was to like eventually drive more viewers to mm-hmm. the regular yeah, uh, the syndicated case. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a completely different show with a different host. What's the point? Yeah, if you're watching Maya Bialik and you're like, oh, I really like her, I really like this, I should start watching Jeopardy. You'd be like, oh, this isn't her. This is some bland guy. Yeah. Well, um, Tom, I've strapped dynamite to my chest, and I'm going <laughs> no, to, <laughs> and I'm announcing right here, I'm not leaving your apartment oh. until Mike Richards steps down as host of Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't within the next week, I'm going to blow myself up here. Well. That's going to cause a problem for me, Sam. I know. So you better get on the Not on the only horn. do I not want you to blow yourself up here, God knows what that'll do to me. Uh, I just, I, I don't want you here. Free to go. I don't want you here all week. Well, even if I'm free you to go, Tim, this is, out. this is, well, to where? Okay, in I live in your apartment. apartment? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. 
My wife might can, not like can that. Console your widow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she knows that uh, I'd be dying for a just cause. <laughs> yeah, she'd be proud of you. <laughs> She'll get a nice note from Ken Jennings. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it it's a very weird. Uh, it, you know what I think is also kind of weird that I feel like we're in this. You know, for better or worse, in this media landscape right now, we're like fans rule yeah <laughs> and this is like you know where it's like hey that shitty justice league movie we want to see the shitty version Zack snyder intended and like they fucking put a ton of money into it and made it and they came out and it was like wow that also sucked but in a different mm-hmm. way and it was very long uh we don't like the way sock the hedgehog looks make him look like the video games all right we'll redo the movie sorry guys sorry sorry so sorry <laughs> yeah and this was just like the rare case or they're not even yeah, rare part I feel of me like... likes that they're just like we're clearly not listening yeah, to any you... of the fan feedback. well you like to hear that white men are still in charge you said no Tom, remember <laughs> or we were gonna say we're not gonna do these things to each other anymore I can't. I remember you saying something about not liking that white men weren't in charge anymore. <laughs> I don't remember what you're referring to. Uh, no, but in that way, it is just kind of like a shitty, like, oh, I guess just like, yeah, boring white men that are just like conniving can still get, get their way, can yeah. still figure out a way. And yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing because I feel like. In the past, like, 10 years, for sure, uh, Jeopardy's, like, really, uh, I don't know, gotten, like, a much more vocal fan base. Yeah. Like, a, a younger, I don't know if it's necessarily a younger fan base or, like, I think it's just that the, the you know, Jeopardy's always appealed to, like, the same age range. But now it's, like, well, now that age, age range is online. Right. <laughs> and talks. Uh, and that wasn't the case you know, in, in like the eighties or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's why I assumed I was like, Oh, they like, there was enough fan demand to get uh LeVar Burton, uh, tryout. Like it, he's who the fans want. That's who they're going to put in. Yeah. But apparently not. It doesn't seem to me that it is who, like he is who the fans wanted. And I'm not, I'm not anti yeah. LeVar Burton. I think he'd be a better choice than Mike Richards. But like every response, like 90% of responses are like, who's Mike Richards? We all want LeVar Burton. It's like, well, if you're a, like a diehard Jeopardy fan, you saw that guy Mike Richards host two weeks <laughs> yeah, of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like you wouldn't sense. be like, who the hell is yeah. this guy? Um, but then there's this whole thing of like following this thing on Reddit and Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's just like, then people are arguing who's like actual, like, what does it actually mean to be a Jeopardy fan? It's like, (laughs) oh, you're not a true fan. And it's like, this is where I get off. I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I don't need to debate. I don't need to have cred as a bigger Jeopardy fan than somebody else. Yeah, um, I mean, discussions I, I want to be a party to. I do. I think that there is. I mean, maybe I was wrong because I guess the movie did well. But like, I did think that about the Sonic the Hedgehog thing. 
where I was like, why are you listening to a bunch of like angry 35 year old men? Like that's not your target audience. You're going after kids do whatever you want. I mean, they were wrong. Like that first design looked horrible. Stupid is like, that's just keep the design the same. It should be easier. What are you redesigning this guy for? Well, but I think along those lines with Jeopardy, it is kind of a like, this is easy. Hire Ken Jennings. (laughs) He's, he's the guy like, definitely most suited for this job like right. there's there's nobody who can host a show that like knows this much about jeopardy that the fans know this well yeah as well. and like it that was like the track right like yeah. that was that was being seated and mm-hmm. like they hired him as a producer for yeah. just this reason but i was gonna say that i think uh the reason why I brought up that Sonic the Hedgehog thing is that I, I could see there being a lot of people up in arms about who they want and specifically LeVar Burton because he's just a popular guy mm-hmm. on the internet uh, where it's like, well, you don't watch Jeopardy. And like, it, as you're saying, maybe you didn't watch when he did host. Yeah. But and you just want who you want as host so you can be like yeah and then you'll never watch this it. show yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and they, i think they're like i like the idea that he's doing it exactly and like, i like the idea too he's a cool guy and i think yeah. it's great to have a person of color doing it yeah um but jeopardy doesn't make money on uh based on people liking the idea <laughs> they make money based on people watching yeah. it but again people a lot more people would watch it with i think they're gonna really have a problem ratings wise with this guy i am a religious jeopardy watcher and like i'm just kind of like yeah i don't know if it's appointment uh viewing but i dvr it yeah watch it in the next couple days well that's why i thought too like ken jennings obviously like jeopardy viewers know him and without seeing him lavar burton just because like that's like a comfort television guy and that's what people watch jeopardy for like the comfort of it and if you're seeing like for white hot competition tom (laughs) if you're watching you know and it's like some guy that's like not very charismatic that like you also don't know like i don't know people are gonna fall out i would would you agree with this that most people that watch jeopardy they watch it out of habit that it's like oh this is like there aren't a lot of people that are like, oh, I watch it once or twice a week. That's like, oh, oh yeah, no, no, this no. is my habit. Yeah. I, I have dinner and then after dinner we watch Jeopardy. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think people will fall out of the habit with a different guy and that will hurt them. Yeah, I think so too. And I think I think they recognize that and that's mm-hmm. why they were like, Oh, let's do some stunt casting for a while. Keep keep things fresh and like oh, make so you it think appointment. This was Mike Richards' plan the whole time. Um, well, no, I think like I'll get everybody all confused and then I'll figure out a way to get myself in there for two weeks. Well, I do. I do think that was his master plan. But I also think that, um, they were like, no matter what, we don't have the same host. The host died. (laughs) Um, so like it's going to fuck up everybody's routine watching this regardless. Right. So rather than make just a, a quick transition to somebody new yeah, and yeah. probably lose a lot of people. Let's try to gin up some interest, uh, some interest through this like stunt casting of, of, of hosts. Yeah, let's try and, and get we'll a bunch of jocks watching by having yeah. an NFL quarterback do it. Part of me was like kind of pissed off about Aaron Rodgers coming in and doing that because uh-huh. like, he really wanted the job too. Yeah. It's just like, look, 
jocks. <laughs> Sports are 90% of fucking like culture. Yeah. It's fine. You have your like you're you're fine. You don't also yeah. need to now be the leader of the nerd thing. Yeah. Well, now he's uh, he's married to uh Shailene Woodley. Um I think they might just be dating. Them. No, are they engaged? Then they mm-hmm. got engaged. They got engaged or married or one of those Who's things. Shailene Woodley. She's She's one of these ladies. Is she on the OC or some shit? <laughs> no, she was. She's been in movies and stuff. You'd you'd recognize her. Shailene was a name that I would remember if I had heard it before. Well, you heard it not here first. You heard it somewhere else. Yeah, I did. She hasn't been. She was like, she was kind of being primed. I think as like the next. Uh, what's her name? The lady from The Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. I think maybe just because Shailene Woodley was the lead in Divergent, those Uh movies. And then, like, I don't think they even finished making those movies because they they were not doing well. Look, every YA series can't be a movie series. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, by the time, I think by the time that last Hunger Games movie came out, people were already tired of it, let alone like, oh, well, you haven't gotten enough yet. Mm. Here's some new ones. Um, but yeah, eh, she's good. I've seen her in other things. I think she was in like Pretty Little Lies or something like that. Liars. Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liar. One of those types. She was in like an HBO show that people liked a lot recently too. <sighs> I don't know. But she's like a big, uh, like environmentalist. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I think she stopped. Is she related to Woodsy the Owl? <laughs> Shailene Woodley, not Shailene Woodsy. But I, th- I think that's, I think she like, uh, took time out of acting. She was like, uh, uh, she was like real involved with, uh, that pipeline. Big little lies. Big little lies. She built a pipeline and she thinks she's an <laughs> environmentalist. No, Tim, she didn't want him to build a pipeline. Uh. But anyway, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers' main squeeze. Huh. Um, you think Aaron, you think, uh, uh, is NFL's not going on now, right? No, no. Starts up soon though. You mm-hmm. think uh, he's in store for a lot of wedgies in the locker room, a lot of swirlies. Once Probably. they found out he's such a big nerd. Well, also he was renegotiating his contract with his team at the time, and like part of this was like, I would retire and uh, and host Jeopardy. Like yeah. I'll happily do that. Oh, I thought you were um, saying he was negotiating his contract, and he was like, now when I come back, I don't want to get my head dunked in the <laughs> toilet. Have you? Do you know of anybody who ever got their head dunked? No, in the it sounds awful. It sounds yeah. like a, a like a drowning. Like somebody's also like how do you know so dirty? Toilet is very dirty. <laughs> People poop in there. <laughs> I mean, it it's it, like the idea of a swirly is like I never really understood it because to me it always just seemed like we're gonna start drowning you. <laughs> And then we're it's gonna kind of like f- waterboarding. Yeah, and then we're gonna flush the toilet so you don't die. Yeah, but, but it seems it's like somehow flushing the crazy. toilet. Yeah, is actually the bad part. Yeah, when it's like it sounds like you'd be relieved when they well, flush the toilet. At least I'm not gonna drown toilet, to death. You're gonna go. Blah, 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 blah. Tim, I do that anyway. If somebody <laughs> as soon as I get out of water, I do it every time I get out of the bath. Tom, we have breaking OJ news. Okay, so this isn't just Jeopardy news. No. Okay, good. We're talking about, this is If I Did It, episode three. (laughs) Yes. 
So we gotta talk about OJ. Look, we did. Like people didn't like, and we didn't like that. Like we were uh, giving voice to OJ's side of the story. Yeah. People gave us a lot of shit about that. Yeah. And then the website, The Athletic, comes along, mm-hmm. does an interview with O.J. Simpson. Yeah, T- which thankfully is taking the heat off us. We refused yeah. to have O.J. on the show. He, he reached out. He tried. The Athletic is kind of like a premium sports site. Yeah, it's a paid. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're doing a thing called the NFL 100 right now where mm-hmm. they're making a list of the hundred best NFL players, football players for uh, American football players. Yeah. And there's nobody from overseas left after a half hour of Jeopardy talk. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine like, I don't know. I would listen to pointless talk. I was also saying, uh, I was also going to say there, there, I mean, I'm not a big football guy at all, but like there are not, very many foreign football players in American football, right? I don't think so. Like maybe a handful of Canadians. Maybe. Maybe some some guys from the Caribbean islands, but like I don't think there are any like Europeans or like Asians or Russians in the in the NFL. Yeah. Like it like Asians from Asia. Right. Uh, I, we're uh, we're like you know uh, basketball and baseball and soccer, a lot of uh, imports from yeah. around the world. Um, so the athletic is putting that's a good uh, observation. Tom. They're putting the <laughs> NFL 100 where they're they're identifying the 100 best players in football history. And OJ was number one. No, OJ came in at 41. Number one with no asterisks. <laughs> um. And so they go to Las Vegas and they talk to O.J. Simpson. Wait, he's in Vegas now? I thought he lived in... I thought he had to like... Oh, does he have to stay in Vegas? No. What happens in Vegas? O.J. has to stay in Vegas? I thought that was the same. (laughs) Yeah, it begins... I think he does, or he did at least for a little bit, I think. Did you read this fucking article? No, I'm just telling you. That came out yesterday? All right. They address it. Okay. You think they address it? What do they say? Tell me. O.J. Simpson is halfway through his second Bloody Mary when he turns philosophical. Exasperated and laughing, his brow furrows and his palms flip upward. Mm. And this is what he says. How many Americans, even today, wouldn't like to live my life? I don't work. I play golf four or five days a week. I go out to dinner a couple nights with friends. People want to buy me drinks. I'm always taking pictures with people. Ladies hug me. People truly care for me. You don't know who truly cares about you until you've gone through some serious stuff, and I've gone through some serious stuff. The media won't say it, but that is my life. I'm living a good life now. Would you trade lives with OJ? Keep in mind, he's 74 years old. (laughs) 74. And also, I would have to uh, murder two people in cold blood. (laughs) And no, then no. also go to jail for... for no, no, if, if you could be like, do a oh, body right swap, now? a Freaky Friday. No, even even if like I didn't have to like be... He golfs four or five days a week and yeah, doesn't work. I don't want to golf one day a week. And also, like even if you took the being old out of it, it's like, well, I couldn't live that fun lifestyle because I have a conscience. <laughs> <laughs> and if I knew... What I had done, I mean, yeah, I guess, eh. 
I mean, if there were no, if that wasn't part of this uh, Faustian bargain, if it was just like, Tom, uh, tomorrow you can move to Florida and you don't have to work and you can go out to dinner. Yeah, I guess I'd probably do it. (laughs) 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 Now that I think about it. If like everybody also knowing you murdered two people and also you know you murdered two people was not part of it, maybe, sure. All right. He also says... But, I mean, he's leaving a big part out of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you can delude yourself into, like, starting to believe the lie? Oh, he is absolutely... He believes... He... I'm sure if you were ever able to, like, really get him to talk honestly, he'd be like, yeah, I did it, but you have to understand... I was really mad. I didn't mean to do it. And the way I've been treated after was unfair. <laughs> right. So as a, I was mad. Yeah. So as a result. How are you going to hold that against me? I, really I, I got railroaded, even though I yeah. didn't go to jail for this. I, I think that he has. Uh, I don't know if he's like convinced himself that he had nothing to do with it. But I think in his mind, he's like. People don't know because that's actually like a big part of his thing. He's like, people don't know what it's like. People don't know. They think they know me. They don't really know me. Like a MTV diary situation. <laughs> yeah. I think in his mind, he has justifications and excuses for all the. I mean, he's he's a textbook narcissist that like he has like all the all these ways he's been wronged. And all this stuff that he knows he can't level with anyone and be like, yeah, I did it. I mean, although he did write a book, (laughs) Um, but I think it's to the point where he's like, I basically didn't do this like or or I should people shouldn't judge me for this. I shouldn't be in trouble for this. Right. And because I think. You know, prior to that, prior to that, he had been doing a ton of shit his whole life that he should have gotten in trouble for, like abusing his wives. And, you know, he never had any consequences for it. So he remains he, he still thinks he I bet he thinks the punishment didn't fit the crime, even though he didn't get punished. Right. I mean, he did go to jail in Vegas for a while. And that punishment didn't fit that crime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and I think he's probably warped like, like, yeah. And I got fucked over that way. And like, he I, talks about that. Actually. I didn't do it according to the cop. I think, I think he probably also has a, like, I was legally found innocent. So that means I am innocent. Right. Whether I, whether I did it or not, only I know that. And that's not important. That doesn't matter. I mean, that was part of why, like, he was so mad after he was uh, found not guilty because he thought he could just go back to his regular life. And then when he couldn't, he was like, what the fuck? What I the court found me not guilty. Here's what Everybody, he says about that. Okay. He says, how can you tell me you believe in the goddamn system, but you got mm-hmm. problems with me living my life now? Because your attitude was different than the jury who heard all the evidence and didn't have the media influence, 
then you try to present yourself as a good American. Bullshit, you're not. You don't believe in the American system. I don't believe in the American criminal justice system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's what, what he's uh, obfuscating. I think that uh, every American, uh, regardless of their like views, that isn't crazy knows that our legal system is far from perfect. Like, yeah, it's better than a bunch of other ways it could be, mm-hmm. but that does not, and nor was it ever meant like, you know, when all this stuff was set up by the founding fathers, you know, it was like, well, this is the best idea we have for now, but also like, boy, you guys in a couple hundred years aren't going to believe some of the ideas <laughs> we have. Hence why we have made this malleable and open to change with the idea that like the, this isn't set in stone because it's never going to be perfect. Right. Um, the thing about he, he, all right. So he was acquitted for murder mm-hmm. and then 13 years later to the day. Yeah. Cause the judge like held it until that day. Yeah. He was sentenced, uh, in, uh, Vegas, in Vegas and nine to 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a tactical uh, misplay by the judge. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. like, now that allows him to become a martyr. Yeah. Right? And he said, uh, he says about that now, the judge saw what happened in California and gave me a punishment I didn't deserve. And like, that's true. That's <laughs> For true. For the crime that she was But I mean, look at right there where he's being a hypocrite, where it's like, well, OJ, th- this is what the legal system said. Yeah. And you then know? he said, uh, there's a guy, <laughs> well, they said, Sim- uh, Simpson takes a, a sip of coffee, OJ Simpson, not Homer Simpson, and <laughs>, laughs about what he's about to share next. There's a guy I met in prison who sent me a message on my birthday. We called him Bellagio. You'll like this because he robbed the Bellagio in another casino. He's a heist guy. Yeah. He played first base on my softball team. Intelligent guy. Sounds like he had fun in prison. (laughs) In the message, Bellagio said he was taking his girlfriend to the Dominican Republic. I asked my lawyer, how the hell can he leave the country? He's on parole, but it's looser than mine. He did less time than I did. He robbed two casinos. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong, but uh, again, you know, uh, I'm not going to cry over OJ. Also, I think, I mean, maybe you can't tell from this interview, but was it OJ that brought up the, the, like, you know, his his personal life, all, you know, steered things away from his NFL career? Um unclear because like i i kind of get the impression that it's like oj's one of these guys that's like i just want to talk about football man that's all i care about and then once he got the opportunity he was like look (laughs) i think he's also a people pleaser and i think the author like the interviewer wanted to get as much as many juicy quotes Mm. as possible and i think they obviously went out and had some drinks and hung out for a while yeah um that like OJ knows how to, you know. Uh, he's an incredibly charming guy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how he got away with this. Um, so he can travel, and he has no desire to return to Los Angeles. Uh, I have trouble with L.A., Simpson says. 
People may think this is self-serving, but I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know who did this. How is He's that self-serving? That he might sit down next to the murderer. Does he think the murderer will kill him too? I I mean I doubt the murderer would. And that also implies that he thinks the murderer, like, I don't know, goes to the same restaurants as him and stuff. I mean, I guess, like, his working theory is this had something to do with drugs, that this was some kind of, like, drug dealer cartel retaliation. Um, Because the cartel often retaliates against customers, (laughs) like, just casual customers. uh, um, Like, hey, Nicole, you... We gave you $200 of cocaine a week ago, and you didn't pay us. The The first strike is murdering you <laughs> to send a message. Uh, they asked OJ if uh, he thinks the world will ever learn for sure what happened the night of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman uh, were stabbed to death. Um, which OJ like, already told the world what yeah. happened. Um, kind of, like I said, yeah. he has a whole thing with Charlie and uh, that, I mean that the, the ghost writer was like, yeah, I, I don't buy this. And as a result of that, it feels like some pertinent detail, basic, the biggest pertinent detail just being the like motivation Obviously, he had motivation because he, you know, it's he, clear what his motivation he, was. Yeah, and he was an abuser. But like, what it was that minute that he was like, "I gotta drive over." Yeah, and like, even if he didn't intend to kill her, he was mad. At, he was in the headspace to do it. If he did do it, it was because he loved her too much. Is what <laughs> I heard. Yeah. Um. Well, when, when asked that, he said, you've got to look to learn. Um, I figured eventually someone would confess to something, you what? know? And then yeah. he said, I had one suspect I took my I told my lawyers to look at. I still think he might be involved, but I can't talk about it. That's like complete bullshit, right? Oh, of course, because it's like you wrote a book confessing <laughs> to doing it. Obviously, you don't like... I don't know. And also, like, you've gotten yourself into so much legal trouble over the years. Like, <laughs> so you're telling me now you've learned. Uh, and also, it's like, well, the stakes here are the entire world, according to you, falsely believes you've killed two people. And, you, and you're also mad that you went to jail for something you probably shouldn't have gone to jail for as like retaliation for that. And you're a social pariah. You're talking about how you're still not allowed to leave the country, but he's you... also claiming he's not a social pariah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, he's a hypocrite all over is, the place. His life is so great now that any, anybody would treat. Yeah. Him and, him. and the legal system is perfect except for the time it found yeah. against him. And then it was not this OJ Simpson. It's like <laughs> Norm Macdonald's the worst thing about Bill Cosby. <laughs> He's a hypocrite. Really? <laughs> that's the worst thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, it's interesting just because, like I said, like reading the book. I don't know. It's hard. Like it's hard. You know, I think there are people like OJ. Like you know, like I said, he's just you know like a textbook like narcissistic sociopath, where it's like we're just not wired to really like 
understand people that are wired that way because it's so much different. And when I'm like reading the book, like I want to believe him. Like I want to like have an open like, okay, you tell me. And then as you're reading it, you're like, oh, okay, okay. And then you're like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> no, let me take a step back. Uh, and no, the, none of this makes sense. But I mean, that's what this guy's, you know, uh, gotten gotten by with his entire life that he's just very, very good with people and and has talked himself out of a million situations and then like, just presumed out of a million situations because everybody liked him. He was a nice guy. Yeah. You know, and that, that's how people like this, uh, you know, survive. And, and I think it's hard to see somebody that's like that good at being charming and that good at being a nice guy. And to like step back and be like, well, no, that's not who he is. This is all a facade and nothing you're ever going to be able to say this person's going to break that facade. This person's aside from writing a book where they admit to it, (laughs) it's just never going to admit to it. Yeah. And and always, always going to see themselves as the victim. Yeah. Well, he also, uh, I'm not going to make that joke. Um, he, uh, almost died of COVID. Oh, I, 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 well, I think I told you that I saw, you know, him encouraging people to get the vaccine because he said he had COVID. Yeah. When I have COVID, I almost couldn't get out of bed. I felt vulnerable. And for the first time I thought I might be near the end. Yeah. He's so fucking, look, uh, he divorced Nicole where they were separated. Yes, they were, they were separated. They got back together. And then, uh, well, no, they, they, I believe they were separated. The divorce was finalized Mm. and then they started seeing each other again. And according to him, the deal was they were going to like date for a year, uh, and see how it went, which which I, I believe that I don't necessarily, I don't believe that that was his idea. I think that was probably her idea. Yeah. Like, well, we'll do it for a year and we'll see how things go. But it's just, he says, uh, I felt vulnerable. And for the first time, I thought I might be near the end. Since that day, I've wondered, do I want to be buried? Do I want to be cremated? Years ago, I would have left it up to Nicole because I know she would have done the right thing. Yeah. It's like, what a weird, like, they ask you about COVID, and then you're bringing up, like, yeah. your ex-wife who you had nothing to do with her death 30 years ago. Like, what What are you bringing her into this? Like, well, that's, why does everything have to be, like, it just feels so manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a way to be like, uh, yeah, I would have left that up to her because we were soulmates, because we were in love. I mean, you know, in the book when he talks about... uh you know, the year where they were dating to see if it would work. It's all, you know, in that it was, it wasn't all about the kids, but that was like a big part of it. Like, you know, if we can make this work, if we can get the family back together, that's so important. 
Uh, and then like, there's never a word in the book about like how the kids dealt with their mother being murdered Yeah, <laughs> and like where, uh, what, what he did as a dad and like what, what that, what that even, I mean, that's to me, one, you know, morbidly fascinating aspects of this case that we haven't really heard anything about was like, what did that relationship look like? Because he's close with his kids. Yeah. Wait, uh, hold on. I want to get to that. Okay. But he was talking about thinking he was going to die and yeah. then thinking, do I want to be buried or do I want to be cremated? Yeah. Unfortunately, Nicole's not here to decide that because I murdered her. And then he said, I know what I want my kids to do, but I don't want to discuss it here. What does he have planned for his corpse? <laughs> what is he thinking about all this? I know so what my kids to do. It's a weekend at Bernie situation. <laughs> I'd rather not get into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know don't what care. I want my. It, Who gives a shit? Who I, mean, gives I know a shit what happened to OJ Simpson's body after he died. I know what I want my kids to do. I'll give you a hint. It's not buried or cremated. <laughs> That's what it's implied. <laughs> yeah. I already discussed those two things. And <laughs> Yeah, the fuck? Um, but he does say, uh, uh, he's talking about his kids, and he says, have you read anything negative? Have you read anything about them? Heard anything negative about them? Judge me by the job I did with my two kids. Yeah. Um, so what you're postulating here oj simpson great dad is that what you were starting to say <laughs> earlier yeah oh no i'm just saying no i don't think that at all like i think he uh you know i have no you know nothing to point to for this but aside from the fact that he is like you know obviously a history of manipulating people that like he's manipulated his kids and like his kids have like Stockholm syndrome or something that like when he got custody of his kids after he was acquitted, that it was just like full court press for the next like 10 years yeah. while they had to live with him of like he, he, that he did not do this. I mean, and, and you know, that's like an impossible thing. You, you think about your own parents, if this happened to you, and then, like, you're, you know, everybody said your dad killed your mom. He said he didn't. And then he gets a quid and you have to go live with him. Like, you would believe him for no other reason than you want to believe him. Like, you don't want to believe your your mother's dead and your father killed yeah. her. So now you've got nothing. Now you've got no family or no parents, at least. Um, I know his son is a real estate broker in mm. Florida. Um, his son with Nicole. Um, and I don't know what his daughter does, but I know his daughter was like very involved with the book. Um, mm. that like th there was like a con there was a whole chapter that was like actually like very confusing to read, but I was glad it was in there about like the legal machinations of all this about like how he like, you know, formed a shell company and uh, his daughter was the president of that shell company and he sold the rights to the book to them and then they sold it. So then like they couldn't go after his mm -hmm. money it is it was more complicated than that. But I know that the 
the uh, that was added by the Goldmans. That was added by a reporter right. uh, who had a, an afterword in there, um, and like a victim advocate, the the guy who had his daughter murdered. I forget mm. his name right now, um, but. It, it, it they went into all this too because like that was OJ's thing that was like I wrote this book for my kids not not for it they've always wanted to hear about yeah. how I murdered their mother <laughs> but that like the money was going to go to them right and when you followed the paper trail like nothing went to them I like that he's also like like if that were true yeah that it was all going to his kids like. I'm a great dad. Have you heard anything bad about my kids? What I do is I have them set up a shell company <laughs> and I write fan fiction about how they I murdered their mom, but they get the money. But they so get like, the money. Great dad, dad. Yeah. All right. Finally, they asked uh, how he thinks his his obituary will be presented. <laughs> Jesus. He says, "Wow. I hope it starts out with football." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again. He's, he's a f- <laughs> like he's funny, you know. And I, don't I think even, sometimes I don't, think, I don't think that I think that's a, a a true hope. And then he said, "I know they're gonna add the other stuff." Yeah, <laughs> you think? I, I mean, I think you know. Unfortunately, there are, there are some very bad people in this world that are also funny, <laughs> and that doesn't mean he's not a bad person. But I think OJ can be funny, yeah. and I think like he, I think that is kind of like an absurd question. And I think you know, it's like ask ask an absurd question, <laughs> you're gonna get yeah. an absurd answer back. And that's not even an absurd answer. I'm sure that is his legitimate hope. Like, mm-hmm. I hope it starts with football. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I'd like to, whether I did this or not, regardless, I would like football to be the thing mentioned the most. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Um, earlier, he said, for years, I thought when I died, the first thing they're going to say, even before they talk about the Heisman in football, is that he is the guy that ran through the airports for Hertz. Everybody knew me for that. Hertz, I felt, superseded my football. And then the younger kids got to know me through the Naked Gun movies, and they called me Nordberg. Yeah. Um, and they that, called that him was, that because that was his character name. Yeah. Listen to this. This is when I said, uh, remember when I said like his equivalent for like this generation of Shaq? Yeah. He did Hertz commercials. Uh, he was spokesman for Oldsmobile, Schick Razors, Foster Grant Sunglasses, RC Cola, Wilson Sporting Goods. Um, and called events for ABC Sports and hosted Saturday Night Live. No explanation how he got those free Bugle Boy pants, though. <laughs> oh yeah, true. <laughs> no, um, I mean he was he was all over the uh, yeah, he appeared in Roots as well, Tom. Not just uh, Louis, uh, Levar Burton's co-star. Do you think that's maybe why? they should have tried him out for Jeopardy host? I would take <laughs> oh, OJ <Jesus>. over <laughs> over Mike Richards. <laughs> I mean, it would at least be interesting to tune in every night to see how the contestants reacted, <laughs> especially if they, you know, kept it like kept it under wraps and yeah. just started shooting episodes. <laughs> and it was like OJ's the new host, uh, and guess what? We've already shot uh, a season's worth of episodes. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I will say I watched some clips from uh, Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. Only the clips because I assumed you were going to watch the whole movie. Yeah, I didn't watch the movie. I'm sorry. I I can't apologize apologize enough. Um, he he's he is very funny in the Naked Gun movies. 
Like, uh, you know, again, doesn't mean he's a good man. <laughs> doesn't mean he didn't murder people. Uh, but he is pretty funny in them. He, he, he's, he's got a good, uh, he's a good physical actor. Uh, probably why he got hired for that Frogman TV show. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? I'm just, again, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying that's probably the, why. And I do remember as a kid, like seeing the Naked Gun movies. Naked Gun movies were very good again um, because they were the kinds of movies where like you could watch as a kid and like the dirty jokes just went sailing yeah. over your head because they were... I mean, the, the joke, uh, nice beaver. Thanks, I just had stuffed. And then she hands him a beaver. Like, as a kid, you're like, oh, you thought he was talking about, like, a real beaver, but it was mm. a stuffed beaver. And you don't know that slang for a woman's vagina. Yeah. But uh, and he's looking up her skirt at the moment, or presumably. Um, but as a kid, I remember seeing those movies, and, like, I thought O.J. Simpson was an actor. Like, I had no mm. idea. I mean, nobody else in that movie was like well i guess priscilla presley was famous for another reason her being I never understood her out. deal i never i never understood why she wasn't in any other movies other yeah. than the naked gun movies because she's good in the naked gun movie yeah. she's funny and like mm-hmm. uh uh she's obviously a very attractive woman but like oh i don't know if it was just like you know everybody else in hollywood had uh, blacklisted uh, Elvis's wife. <laughs> Who knew? But uh, yeah. but she was good. Um, weird the, movies. What a weird cast of like. We'll have Elvis's wife and uh, a guy who's going to go on to murder people. Yeah. And then George Kennedy. <laughs> it's cameo by Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Athletic caught a lot of shit for. Uh, conducting this interview yeah do you think it's deserved i mean i get it i get especially if you're like uh reading you know if you're reading this as if you're reading it as a sports fan like you know what oj did on the field it still happened like you know yeah. he's and they talked to former player his former teammates in it yeah and some of them are like defending him and like hey we talk all the time and like he yeah got railroaded and some of them are just like fuck that guy and like really going into detail like killing someone with a knife yeah is the the fucking craziest thing that you can do and he almost decapitated these people fuck this guy he should be locked up forever yeah um um, so I get like, you know, well, like what happened in football still happened, but, um, like I, I also understand people that read this for, you, you know, are reading it for sports and are like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to hear about, <laughs> uh, this and I don't want to hear about this person. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a weird, like, do you think he benefited from this interview? No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, in as much, yes, mm. in that, like, he loves attention and he got right, attention. Right, right. Like, I mean, why a, is Trump sitting for all those interviews for all these books that are trashing him right yeah, now, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it's a weird, 
I don't necessarily think it's wrong, but like, I think there is still like a weird societal shift. Like I remember, you know, like as a kid, it was like, you know, every five years, you know, Barbara Walters seemingly had a new interview with, uh, Charles Charles Manson. Manson. And it was like, well, why the fuck are we still talking to this guy? Yeah. Um, and I think that there's been more of a societal shift where people are like, yeah, I get what that that person impacted society in a huge way, but I don't want to hear from them anymore. Stop giving them attention. Right. Uh, they've got nothing new to say. Yeah, let's have them stop impacting society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I think like Charles Manson is one of you know one of the biggest cases the of that lo- the lore of that like there's no reason yeah you were born in 81 like, 81 i was born mm-hmm. in 82 there's no reason either no. of us should have grown up knowing the lore of charles Manson. exactly and we did yeah oh and there there are people alive today that were born after the oj case and yeah. they know who oj is yeah. and it's like yeah he's a great football player there are f- at least 40 Football players who are better than him, so yeah, athletics estimation. Yeah, I mean, if if he wants to do an interview, where like he with no concessions finally admits that he did this, sure, let him do one last interview where he talks, where where I you know again don't want to hear about the details, but like if he's going to be grilled about you know why he lied and the guilt, what sure maybe that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not newsworthy, Yeah, but at the same time it is newsworthy. (laughs) No, I mean, we're, (laughs) we're talking about it. You know, we were both interested in it. We, we didn't turn our noses up and say, well, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Society, huh? What are you going to do? Athletic free trial before they charge I'm going to cancel you for signing up. You signed up for the athletic just to read this, Tim. Wow. You're part of the problem. Free trial. Free trial. They make money off those free trials. No, no, they don't. It's a free trial. (laughs) Um, Your account. Hold on. I'm going to do this now in real time. What? You're... you rambled on so much. Right? So, and people want to just listen to you scrolling through account settings. Look, yeah. I'll make sure Tim cancels this and we'll follow up next week. Unlink Google. All right. Cancel Th- subscription. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love you very much. Oh, I get an exclusive offer today. Oh, only. well, you got to take the offer. Uh, 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 oh, if you're going to subscribe to the, the Athletic. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you have an offer code you like the, to give out? No, no. The <laughs> annual fee is $71 a year. Okay. If you go to cancel, they'll offer it for $21 Wow. So um, do that. Wow, you really screwed them, Tim. You showed people how to give them $20 instead of $70. Yeah. Twenty dollars isn't bad. I mean, Maybe if you I'll have an active athletic. Uh, athletic subscription, yeah, like you, you like that stuff anyway. Not that you know. Here's how to make them lose fifty dollars, Tom. Well, do they lose fifty dollars or do they gain twenty dollars? They never. No, have? no, no. If they're an existing, oh, athletic yeah, reader, I don't know if that's going to apply to existing customers. Tim. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>